Hello, fellow patriots. Greetings, welcome, salutations, and Tuesday aloha's to you. You're just in time. Fourth and final, the bonus hour, getting underway here on the Bobby Mack Show at six minutes after six. And as always, your input is invited, encouraged, and welcome. Uh, keep it within the bounds of good taste, please. Thank you. As, as the uh, radio announcer said in uh, Slapshot, here's how you join me and be a part of the conversation. Just grab the phone, use the Ingalls Advantage talk line number 800-347-1063, Common Sense Retirement Planning text line number 71307, and my email address, bob at 1063word.com. Uh, thanks so much to the uh, troll caller from uh, Atlanta, in the uh, last hour of the program, I uh, called me a racist pig. Uh, not, uh, not even being aware of the fact that the individual he is calling a racist pig back in the uh, mid-1960s rode with four black friends from North Carolina to Washington, D.C. to hear Dr. Martin Luther King speak on the National Mall. True story. But, you know... Uh, I'm, I'm obviously not woke enough, and so that was then, and this is now, and now I'm a racist pig, and uh, eh, that's the way it goes. I guess I'll just have to live with it. To the uh, phones we go. Uh, Richard is uh, next up. He is in uh, Greenville. Hi, Richard. Uh, Lead-off batter here on the bonus hour. Good to have you here. Hey, Mr. McClain. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. And I hate I hate that this is happening to you, and all, my, all i got to say, my friend, is watch your back. I mean, these people... We'll go to nothing to, uh, you know, they got the, the what some of the, the police uh, uh, commissioners or of different uh, departments around the country. They put, put out their home addresses and stuff like that. Just, you know, don't discount it. And, yeah. No, you know, no, I know you, I, I know I you got freedom seeds. Just, you know, keep them coming. Keep them coming. Yeah. Like that trip to PSA. Um, two things real quick. Um, Byron had a real good idea uh, on the, on the, 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 the flying foxes there um you know i think really uh peter would be all over you but i think if you did it this way <laughs> i think if you did it this way because this could be really a good good um deterrent for some of these protesters is i think it was one of the uh uh, uh, uh whatever dundee movies where oh, yeah. they came yeah. to the outback and he sprinkled some juice on some of the city slickers <laughs> and they came in the middle of the night yeah, you know, Crocodile Dundee. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you think about it, you, you, you could get a drone and sell this stuff to the police departments and they'll eat it up like, like candy, man. You know, have the drone go ahead with a little scent trail and you could take those, those big fox, the flying fox, whatever you want to call them, <laughs> right to the protesters and then drop a little on them and they're going to be all over them. They'll yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you got a giant bat uh, with a five and a half foot uh, uh, wingspan. Uh, that's that's going to be a deterrent. Oh yeah, I mean, but that 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 would get those people. I mean, it, until they realize that they're just they eat fruit, they're not carnivorous. <laughs> right. They'll start shooting them, and then <laughs> what you could do is get uh, um, employ a, a, somebody from China or whatever to cross this bat with a vampire bat. <laughs> <laughs> that will come down and bite them and, and take, take some blood. You know. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to hurt them. All they do. The vampire rats, all they do is they, they're, they're, they're uh, not, not scavengers, but uh, parasites. They get right. down, get the blood, suck it, and then that's our meal. And, and then we, and, 
Well, and then look, and then we recapture the bats and we test the blood. And in five to seven days, we, we send you a notification back if you're positive yeah. for the Chinese flu. Right, right. right. Yeah. yeah. Hey, but this is one of the other things, and this is a more serious note. Um, I heard in uh, Annie's uh, news thing that some of the children's hospitals were clearing out to open for COVID-19 patients. And that sounds, that sounds like an Andrew Cuomo move there. Because yeah. you think about a lot of these children's hospitals, now a lot of them, they're there for orthopedic and vice versa, but some of them are there, they're they have immune systems that are not quite, you know, mature and all that. Sure, just, dealing with you know, childhood have, cancers and everything. Yeah. Right, right, right. I'd like to hear a little bit more because that that doesn't make is that, is that just South Carolina or was that a, a, a AP feed that she picked up? Because that that sounds like that's going down to letting them go to you know, I mean, just even worse. I mean, older people they've had a full life. A lot of these kids that go to these these ch- children's hospitals. I mean, they're fighting for their life. You know, yes, they, they haven't are. had a life yet. They haven't had, had a life yet. I'd hate well, to see that same aspect of. I I'll tell you the or, truth. I'll tell you the truth, Richard. I, I take all of this stuff uh, with more than a grain of salt because uh, knowing the uh, the media's inclination uh, to over dramatize and try and make this whole business sound substantially worse. Look, if if they weren't doing that if they weren't trying to make it sound as bad as it possibly could be then why do they never give us the numbers about the fatalities the fatalities are flat in fact the cdc as i mentioned earlier uh, put out a news release on friday that with the number of deaths that we're having from covid 19 now this disease is barely above the cdc's own metric to even be a pandemic Right. Uh, which, which to me is encouraging, but uh, not going to hear that in the nightly news. That's true. Listen, hey, buy in bulk next time. I mean, there you go. <laughs> I, it, it's, it's. I mean, I, luckily I got me some, and I keep them and rotate them. But uh, yeah, uh, like I said, keep, keep make sure they're lubed and ready because I hope you don't need them. But these people will go to the. Uh, uh, you know, obtuse to, to just make a point. Well, you know? yeah, we we are living in uh, in dangerous times, and I am fully cognizant of that. Yeah, gotcha. Thank you, thank you, Richard. I, I appreciate uh, the call and the encouragement. Uh, Thirteen after six. Let's go to Anderson next and bring in Chris here on the Bobby Mac Show. Hi, Chris. Welcome to the show. Hey, Bobby. What's going on, man? Uh, just another day in paradise. Hey, you, I, I've been preaching that ammunition for 25 years, and, and now everybody's seeing how hard it is to get it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but anyway, the reason I called, and two punks called earlier, y'all traced the call back to Atlanta, and they said it was from Kansas City. Yeah. 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 See, claim they, they, claim they, to be from. calling all kinds of radio stations. Oh, I'm sure. That. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. they have a list, and then there's they're just my, you know checking them off. That, see. See how lazy these people are? Yeah. I mean, they ain't even good Marxists. You know what I'm saying? They ain't like <laughs> NBA or Chinese. You know what I'm saying? Or North right. Korean, for that matter. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm exactly. saying? They're so lazy. They, I'm serious. And the only places they cut up was these Yankee cities, or liberal cities. And and all you had to do is, as soon as they showed up, police go straight to them and say, hey, can I see your ID? And they're very right. out of state. See, they all do facial recognition and everything on these little terrorists. Now, well, and that's what they are. They're little, they, they lazy terrorists, too. At least uh, uh, Bernadine Dorn and Bill Ayers and could, <laughs> could make a bomb. They, <laughs> right. They're so stupid and lazy. They don't even make bombs. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Well, 
and and, and sadly skateboard and tear people's stuff up right and, and sadly uh, Ayers and uh, Bernadine were, were so bad at what they did uh, that the uh, biggest explosion they had killed their own people in a basement uh, in, yeah, yeah, blew uh, in the New York up. <laughs> yeah right jeez well yeah, and, blew, and, he, and here's a thought I mean blew the whole side of the building up I've yeah, seen the pictures of it once sure <laughs> yeah blew up an entire brownstone in New York uh, here's the thought yeah. you know you mentioned uh, using facial recognition, uh, who's to say they're not? Who's to say they're not filing uh, their know, faces uh, their faces away for future reference? Well, I, I've been well, see they didn't cut up in Baltimore. Baltimore slap ate up with cameras. New York City's pretty much ate up with cameras. Yeah, but right. uh, everybody's wearing masks. You know what I'm saying? But you can still tell because we was doing that over in Iraq and Afghanistan, face, sure. uh, facial recognition and uh, uh, eye scan. Right, and but and there were and there were plenty of masks over there, the weren't there? See what now? There were plenty of masks over there, weren't there? Oh yeah, yeah, he got yeah. yeah, they wearing you know scars and stuff. Right, and then they and then they come come up and tell you a different name and stuff. Sure, <laughs> like, no, nah, yeah. you ain't Muhammad, man. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> yeah. 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 Once again, uh, their but, uh, cleverness uh, betrays them. Yeah, but they, they, my point was on these on these punks that call like that. They all punks. And you know how it died down now? Now it's died down. They stirred everybody up. Everybody's shooting up everything, and 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 it's just it, they're punks. They just stirred up stuff. They, they yeah. know who these cats are, man. And most of them are in college, and most of them are white. One out of six is white. Yeah. At least, but, uh, yeah, BLM, at least. BLM on their website even says they're Marxist. I mean, right. it says it on there. Sure. It ain't got nothing yeah. to do with civil rights at all. No, no. It's, it, look, uh, they are taking advantage of a, uh, a tragic situation uh, for their own advancement. And, and those of us that understand, I mean, yes, look, go to the BLM website and, and read what, what they stand for and what they want to do. They want to eliminate the nuclear family. Uh, they want to def. They want to totally do away with police departments. They want to let everybody out of prison. I'm not making this stuff up. It's on their own website. Know, go read it's it. On there. Yeah, go read it for yourself. You know, yeah, oh, man. I, 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 I got to run, but uh, thank you, Chris. I appreciate the call and uh, and thank you for your service as well. Seventeen after six here on the Bobby Mac Show. Be right back. here at the Bobby Mack Show in the bonus hour on Tuesday, fourth and final hour, in on the text line. Hi, Bobby Mack. Very sorry to hear such disgusting and hurtful words slung at you today. I can't think of a better example of the lying and manipulative playbook behavior from the progressive imbeciles. If the left ever had a new idea, it would die of loneliness from Jan in Greer. Uh, also on the text line, uh, Bobby, I've just been uh, just been able to tune in. Uh, what happened today? We we had, uh, as uh, as Rush likes to refer to him, a seminar caller or uh, trolls from the left. 
a woman called in and said uh, her name was uh, whatever, and she was in Kansas City, and she wasn't. And uh, so as soon as she got on the air, she handed the phone over to somebody else who immediately started into a diatribe, beginning with, uh, Bobby Mack, uh, you're a racist pig, uh, blah, blah, blah. And we hung up on him, and essentially that was it. You know, uh, it, it, it goes with a zip code in this business. To the phones we go. Uh, let's head to Greenville and bring in uh, Scott. He is next up here on the bonus hour. Hi, Scott, and welcome to the show. Hey, Bobby Mack. I just had a scenario. I don't want to get your idea on it. Uh, sure. Thought. What, uh, the National Guard has been put in Atlanta. What if they were actually attacked or fired on? What's the protocol for that? <laughs> you know, the – Like, uh, maybe, uh, like uh, the uh, gang or, uh, or even the guys that were in Stone Mountain? What would be the protocol for that? It, it depends on uh, on the situation as to what the uh, the rules of engagement are, and they are set by whoever the commander of that state's National Guard happens to be. Uh, I would be surprised, to tell you the truth, Scott, if they even had any live ammunition. Uh, they may have issued them rubber bullets. Uh, they may have given them uh, tear gas. Uh, but anything beyond that, certainly... Uh, everything that um, I'm assuming, uh, given the environment, how, he, how superheated the environment is, I'm thinking that, that the most they would be given would be things that are non-lethal. Okay. I just wasn't sure. I'm not sure we've really had anything around here like that, but <laughs> I didn't know what could happen. Yeah. I appreciate uh, your input. My pleasure. Thank you, Scott. Well, that's a fair question. You know, when we're, we're putting our National Guardsmen in harm's way, uh, what capability do they have to defend themselves? Uh, and and I'm guessing at that I I have no idea what the ROEs are, what the rules of engagement are, in in that environment. But look, uh, we already have seen armed BLM uh, militants, uh, activists, anarchists putting up roadblocks in Atlanta. Now that's going to stop. Uh, and uh, the poor woman with her eight-year-old girl in the car trying to uh, drive through, and they, they kept telling her to stop, and because she ignored their illegal commands to uh, observe their illegal roadblock, they started firing at the car, killing her eight-year-old daughter and leading her distraught dad to say, and, and I'm paraphrasing here, but I'm very close, you know, BLM, you say Black Lives Matter. What, what about the life of my eight-year-old daughter? She's a black wife. Apparently that didn't matter to you guys. You're killing your own, he said. I mean, tragedy upon tragedy. To uh, Simpsonville we go next and bring in Bruce here on the Bobby Mack Show. Hi, Bruce, and welcome to the show. Hey, buddy, you need some ammo? Who needs ammo? <laughs> I love to hear that. <laughs> Listen, back when I was at the sheriff's office, me and some other deputies, uh, 1993, when Clinton was on office, and some of the crap he was pulling, we seen the handwriting on the wall back then. Mm-hmm. And so it was a lot cheaper back in 93, too. You bet. To, uh, Georgia, Ar- Georgia Arms out of, out of Georgia. They go on the website, and they sell bulk ammo. Now, I don't know what the stock is like right now mm-hmm. because I don't care. I don't need to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good position <laughs> to be in, Bruce. 
Well, I've been that way since 90, probably about 95. It took me a couple of years. I'm sitting on 10,000 rounds and anything I need to put it down range with. And I don't want this to happen, but it's better to be prepared. And it just, it, I chuckle when people are now scammer for this stuff when the writing has been on the wall for years yeah. uh, about the way they've been going. Russ Castle, when I talked to Russell, he would say, are you kidding me? You've got that much ammo? You think something's going to happen? I said, I don't know, but I don't. What I see is not good. And when you work in law enforcement and through the years, you see yeah. that the system is going over toward the criminal. Right. You can't do this now. You can't do that now. You know, it, it, so. It's, yeah, it's you, gonna, you, you want to talk about rules of engagement. You can talk about that for about a week and a half. Yeah. I mean, my, my granddaddy was a sheriff's deputy, too. And what he did, some of the stories he told me, I would have been put under the jail. Right. And now, then some of the stuff, the way we police, I would be under the jail. But people don't understand what's out there. I mean, they have, I didn't know. Man, I, I'm, I was raised on a farm in Simpsonville. Mm-hmm. Went to Baptist church and yes, sir, no, sir. Yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Yes. I hear you. And, but it, it, it ain't like that. And especially when you get in certain areas of the county. People are just human garbage. I mean, and don't care. I mean, when when you can let the dog live with you in the house, <laughs> and the dog craps on the couch oh. and the rug, and uh. you don't remove it, it just right. becomes yeah. part. That's what I dealt with. I mean, well, and, people and, that don't care. Right, and and you know better than I do, Bruce, from having lived it and seeing the the worst of humanity. There was a time, and I can remember it, when when people had a certain modicum of respect for police officers. And if an officer told you to do something, uh, you did it. Uh, yeah. Now, well, I, now you know, uh, uh, police officers are walking around with a bullseye on their back, for God's sake. Yeah, when we, no, when, when you work with Greenville and you deal with that type of personality, those type of people, and it's not black, white, it's both, it's all. You know, sure. It's everything. Right. I mean, now, if you want to talk, Per capita, I don't want to talk per capita because it doesn't look good on certain aspects of people. But uh, you better learn to deal with it because their, their mindset is totally different. Yeah. And when you come in with what you're trying to get done, we backed it up. If you know what I'm saying. I do. We backed it up, and you better do it, or this is going to happen. Uh, you can't do that anymore. I mean, no, you just gotta let him go. No, and, you're right. Now there's there's no consequences except maybe uh, for the officer. That's true. That is true. Now this that group in uh, Stone Mountain, Georgia, if that were a militia, white, black, American, I'm just gonna put there's not a race attached to it. Right. Because I've been to I've been been, now, been to meetings where you have Americans, black, white, and anything else mm-hmm. that love America that might want to form and just in case this kind of stuff happens and you have to react that that's what i'm putting that group in, in stone mountain yet uh, you would have the fbi in infiltrating that group yep and if they hadn't done that by now you know somebody's head needs to roll because that well, group what i the video i've seen in georgia yeah they they need to be taken care of right well now the uh, the one picture head. the one close-up picture that i saw that was encouraging bruce uh was with a guy uh, carrying uh, an, an AR, 
at uh, what you and I would refer to as port arms. And it was obvious from the photo that it, they, they'd done a close up on the photo. Uh, he had a round jammed in the chamber. <laughs> there you go. That's what I'm looking for. So, yeah, I'm not here. Uh, Bruce, thank you yeah. uh, for, your, for your service and thanks for the call. Um, uh, people, I think, uh, have no idea what uh, today's LEOs are, are subjected to. Uh, 631 here on the Bobby Mac Show. Take a quick break here and then be right back with more. Last half of the bonus hour is still on the way here on WORD. Welcome back. 6.37 now, 23 before 7 here on the Bobby Mack Show on Tuesday. In my email this afternoon uh, from my buddy Ira, uh, Bobby, all these statues are coming down and not one peep from the Audubon Society. I mean, without statues, where will the birds land or whatever else birds do? Unless the Audubon Society speaks up, I will send my annual $20 donation someplace else. Thank you, Ira. Cutting right to the chase. To the phones we go. John is next up. He is in Simpsonville here on the Bobby Mack Show. Hi, John, and welcome to the program. Thank you, sir. How are you doing today? Uh, so far, so good. <laughs> I hear you. I, I've called several times, um, and I've tried warning people about the current situation uh, for probably the past three or four or five years, however long it's been since Charlottesville. Right. The writing has been on the wall, and I appreciate your caller, Bruce. He and I have stepped in the same ground, and you and I have stepped in the same ground. Understood. What you saw in Atlanta uh, over the weekend probably cost about $50,000. It was done by the CIA. They supplied those guys, those actors, to come out. They've done this in countries all over the world. They're doing it here now. So we have to be aware of that. We have a counterinsurgency going on in this country. That's the big picture. You have communism that are using race as a tool. They're using the blacks as a tool, as their stormtroopers, to come in and do what they want to do. This happens, and it's happened over the past 60, 100 years uh, in different countries, all done by the CIA or OSS before the CIA. But anyway, we have to get over this fear of being called racist. Mm-hmm. I'm a racist pig. <laughs> if I woke up, waking up tomorrow, being white, not being apologetic, being proud of my heritage, then I'm a racist. Yeah. 
Yeah, because that's that's just the way it is. It, it's it's not politically correct. Look, there there is uh, one way to think, uh, according to the left, and everything else is verboten. You want to talk about American history? No, no, it's it's all racist and and all the rest. Uh, that's why the ongoing uh, effort to eradicate our history through the tearing down of statues. I'm I'm less concerned about erasing our history through tearing down statues uh, than I am uh, what what books are being used in the public school indoctrination system. That's where these people exactly. come from. Exactly. They steal your mind. It's, it's a war on your mind. Yes. Using the physical body is a very easy thing to manipulate. The mind takes more time, takes more condition. People always refer to being woke, Right. Okay. I'm not woke. And I want everybody <laughs> that's listening to the station to look up The Wrath of the Awakened Saxon by Rutger Kivling. Mm-hmm. We are awakened. We're not woke. We're awakened to what's going on. And and in a large the, measure, that's I think that's what... Uh, Q is is talking about in his uh, messages uh, over the internet. Well, Q, I could tell you about that too, but I'm not going to get into that. Okay. Uh, but I, the thing is, I had had a meeting that started through your radio station a couple of years back. Mm-hmm. People that came, I told them the facts. They said, oh, you're racist, this, that, and other. I said, well, you're so uh, weak that you're going to cower by being called a racist. Your children are going to be called extinct. So I'm, I'm a man that has means. I will be reaching out to you in the near future. We will sit down in person, strategize, because it's gotten to a point to where you can't rely on the government. And as far as what the National Guard is going to do, you're going to, they're going to put the National Guard out there. They're going to have less than lethal weapons. Sure. They're going to be engaged by a counterforce. It's going to demoralize America to see their military being beaten in the eyes of the public. That's the scenario that's being set up right now. Well, there is, uh, there is no question that there are, there are a lot of different groups out there uh, that have evil intent. They hate this country. They hate its fa- very foundations. Uh, and when they talk about transforming it, uh, we, are, we are witnessing right now. Look, does anybody think that if the left wins in this, that uh, that all these people on the other side are going to forgive and forget? Are you kidding? They hate Trump. They hate anybody that supports Donald Trump. And they will never forget that we put Donald Trump in office. I appreciate the call, John. Thank you. I, I've got to run. 643, 17 before 7 here on the Bobby Mack Show. Uh, there was an interesting piece uh, that was at uh, Zero Hedge today called Crunch Time Arrives. And was everyone wrong about the coronavirus? I'll share this with you uh, when we come right back on the other side. Bobby Mack Show here in the closing minutes of the uh, bonus hour.
on Tuesday on WORD. Six forty-eight now, a dozen before seven here on the Bobby Mack Show. There's a piece at the uh, Zero Hedge website today. Crunch time arrives, and was everyone wrong about the coronavirus? One week ago, when looking at the growing divergence between the number of new coronavirus cases in the U.S. and shrinking number of fatalities, we referred to Nordia's strategist Andreas Larson, who observed that we are entering crunch time on fatalities since they should start to rise in early July, given the lead lag structure versus new cases. If fatalities don't spike early in July, then people will conclude that it's probably spreading amongst a part of the population that is not as sensitive or that it is a result of increased testing or that the virus has become less deadly as we move into the summer months. Governors in Texas, California, and Florida seem to have concluded that the uh, correlation holds, but the jury is still out. His conclusion, the next six to ten days will be crucial. So here we are one week later. We decided to follow up on the current status, and there is still no spike in fatalities at either the federal level or even the state level as can be seen in the Florida cases versus deaths charts. Meanwhile, as cases appear to be plateauing in several states, not only are deaths not inflecting higher, but are at the lowest level since March. So were most experts wrong that the surge in cases would also lead to a spike in deaths? While we're debating that question, here's another one. Back in late March and early April, consensus emerged that unless the first coronavirus wave is contained, it would result in an even more acute and deadly second wave. Remember, we heard all about that. Why? Because both professional and armchair epidemiologists were using the Spanish flu as a case study. Now, according to Deutsche Bank, it appears that this comparison to the 1918 Spanish flu may also have been terribly wrong. As Jim Reed writes at DB, one paper that influenced market thinking in the early days of the COVID-19 pandemic looked at the effect of non-pharmaceutical interventions, social distancing, school closures during the Spanish flu. The paper found that the U.S. cities that implemented these measures tended to have better economic outcomes over the medium term, offering historical support to the argument that there wasn't such a big trade-off between economic activity and public health because you needed to suppress the virus to enable consumers to be more confident and for businesses to operate as normal. However, a major difference between Spanish flu and COVID-19 is the age distribution of fatalities. For COVID-19, the elderly have been overwhelmingly the worst hit. For the Spanish flu of 1918, the young working age population were severely affected too. In fact, the death rate from pneumonia and influenza that year among 25 to 34 year olds in the U.S was more than 50% higher than it was for 65 to 74 year olds, a remarkable difference from COVID-19. As the strategist then notes, 
therefore begs the question of how history will judge the lockdown response to COVID-19, given its much, much more limited impact on workers in the economy. In short, we have an interesting situation at the moment where rapidly rising cases in the U.S. are slowing reopenings, a negative, but the, the death rate is falling, a positive. Some further observations conducted by a strategist Francis Yared suggest that the second wave is far less serious than the media is making it out to be. Conclusion, the overall mortality rate as measured by weekly deaths and weekly new cases with two weeks lead is about one third of the level observed in the second half of April. Interesting. Now granted, you know, jury's still out on some of these numbers, but it's interesting to see what they have at, uh, at this point. Uh, uh, Bob, have you noticed the irony? Blacks peacefully marched in the 60s while some whites brutally attacked them. Yeah, Montgomery, Alabama, and other cases. Now, 55 years later, the roles are reversed while whites peacefully watch, uh, and we see the anarchy going on around us. Can't people see this? Uh, Bobby, not all the National Guard in Georgia now are from Georgia. Uh, Bobby, do you think there is anything to this QAnon? Uh, there are some who think it may be a false flag operation. Uh, there are others who believe that uh, some true patriots, like, uh, uh, to name one, Admiral Mike Rogers, the former head of the NSA, the guy who tipped off Donald Trump to the coup attempt that was ongoing from the FBI and the DOJ, uh, are the individuals behind it, along with others from uh, military intelligence. Uh, interesting to, to see some of the uh, some of the offerings uh, from Q. I like to look at him just to see where he's going with stuff. Where I'm going for today is out of here. Thanks so much for being along. See you tomorrow. God bless. Who was that masked man anyways? Beats me. Who does? The masked man. The masked man beats you? Yep, I wonder who he was. Beats me. Who does? The masked man. The masked man beats you? Yep. I wonder how all this would sound on instant replay. I don't know. Why don't you try it? Okay. Who was that masked man anyways? Beats me. Who does? The masked man. The masked man beats you? Yep, I wonder who he was. Beats me. Who does? The masked man. The masked man beats you? Yep. I wonder how all this would sound on instant replay. I don't know. Why don't you try it? Okay.